Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I am so grateful that you are joining me this week. Did you know that your life is formed by lots of different connections? Today, I'm going to talk about those connections. I will share what is a connection, how it might look in your life. I will share the obstacles that come up in your everyday life that create disconnect. And then I will give you some strategies that will help you create strong, authentic connections. My work around connections began a few years ago. I enrolled in a mastermind group with other life coaches. One of the first tasks that the instructor gave us was to explore our unique genius. Now, your unique genius is very similar to your gifts and talents. You know, those unique gifts or charisms that God gave you to share with the world, those gifts that the world needs you to share. As I began to uncover my unique genius, I look back at the tasks and the activities that I've enjoyed throughout my life, the things that give me energy and are fun to pursue, but also those areas where I feel called to help and serve others. The unique genius that surfaced after much prayer and reflection was cultivating connections, and I found this to be pretty true. I have always loved making connections with others. I love creating connections with women in small groups, in Bible studies, or in retreats. And I love to connect others with Christ with a kind word or encouragement. But I'm going to be real honest with you. When I first uncovered cultivating connections, I was a little disappointed Some of the other women in my group seem to have discovered something more exciting. Their unique geniuses sounded more bold, flashy, and fancy. It wasn't until one day when I was coaching with a mom in the middle, or a midlife mom, about a difficult relationship that she was having with her new daughter-in-law that it dawned on me relationships are built on lots of different connections. In fact, the foundation of your life and my life is one connection layered on another. All right, so stop for a second and think about who you're connecting with right now at this moment. It's me. As you listen to me talk, you and I are creating a connection. 
You also have connections at home with your husband, your children, your parents, your siblings, your extended family, and so on. You have connections with neighbors, people you encounter at the grocery, the car hop at Sonic, the lady who sits beside you at church. Connections are formed with every interaction you have with others, but you also have connections with yourself. The aha moment during that coaching session helped me to realize that my goal as a Catholic life coach is to help moms in the middle cultivate authentic connections in their lives. I thought, I'm really a connection coach. So you may be thinking, what exactly is a connection? A connection is very simply to bring together or into contact by creating a link to join together for interaction or to create an awareness within by being in the present moment. Let's take it a step further. An authentic connection is a genuine bond with someone else or yourself by being honest, showing vulnerability, and being in the present moment. Do you see how important being in the present moment is? How crucial that is to connections? So, why do you want to create authentic connections? Well, here it is. Because authentic connections create the foundation for a happy, healthy, and holy life. I don't know about you, but that's my goal, to live a happy, healthy, and holy life. The word authentic means genuine, real, or true. Authentic connections are important because they help to create a sense of belonging or community. Research has even shown that strong connections can boost your mental health. They can also create trust and provide the foundation for collaboration and teamwork. Okay, I want you to think about connections in relation to the scripture verse. It's a verse that you've heard over and over, but this time as you hear it, think about the connections. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, He is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Connections are what nourish and give you everything you need to live a healthy and holy life. Obviously, like this verse suggests, your connection with Christ is what feeds or nourishes the rest of your life. Last week, I had the honor of speaking at the National Catholic Education Association Conference in Dallas. I spoke to a group of educators on how to cultivate authentic connections in and out of the classroom. I chose to use the word cultivate over create for the title of my talk, and here's why. When you think about how connections come about with yourself, with others, and with Christ, they aren't created. They are cultivated. When you cultivate something, 
you have to prepare the soil around it, or in this case, the environment. You have to nourish the connection, just like a farmer would water and fertilize his plants. You have to nourish connections. Connections also require you to pay attention to them so that you can respond. Like a farmer would have to pay attention to his plants and check for weeds and see that there weren't bugs on it. You have to pay attention and respond to them. And finally, one of the most important ways to cultivate connections is through time. Strong, authentic connections take time just like a farmer has to wait on his crops to grow and produce fruit, the same is true with connections. You have to nurture them, you have to respond to them, and you have to give them time so that they can grow and develop. Recently, my husband and I joined a new small group of other married couples who are around the same age as us, We were mostly empty nesters, just searching for a new community. The group started during Lent, and the focus was reading a book and then coming together for a discussion. It was the first time in a while that I had been exposed to a new group like this. And as I was doing this work on connections, I really was thinking about what was going on in my mind and with my feelings. And I can honestly say that it was uncomfortable at first and even a little awkward when we first started meeting. It really drove home the point that strong connections take time. Cultivating connections, it takes time to nourish them and allow the connection to be built on trust and vulnerability. Okay, so we've talked about why connections are important and what is necessary to cultivate authentic connections, now it's important to talk about what can create disconnect, what can get in the way of cultivating those strong connections in your life. The first one is busyness. Being busy all the time, having a schedule that's packed from morning to night, not having any time to connect with others, for friendships, for nurturing your connections in your marriage or with your family. So busyness can create a disconnect. Feelings of stress and anxiety can cause you to disconnect from those around you. The the feeling of overwhelm can really cause you to keep other people at an arm's length. The next one is social media. And this is so fascinating because social media was created as a way for us to connect, but those connections are not strong, they're not authentic, and they're usually not meaningful. Social media is based more on quick comments, likes, or shares versus deep, meaningful conversations. Social media is also a way you have these unrealistic views of the lives of others, right? If we're honest, other people post on social media, but they post this amazing vacation or their selfies are all filtered. So it's not always a realistic 
view of their life, yet it causes you to look at your life and think there's something lacking or something missing. So social media can create a disconnect with others. Lack of sleep. We've all heard the term, they must have gotten up on the wrong side of the bed. Research has shown that a lack of sleep can impact your connections and your relationships. Worry and fear. When you have this worry and fear, it can cause you to be isolated. It can cause you to avoid others, to avoid going out, creating connections, and being around other people. And it was interesting a few weeks ago when we had the the school shooting here in Nashville. It was such a tragedy to watch how different people expressed worry and fear, how they responded to that suffering. And some people isolated themselves. They disconnected from society and stayed in due to worry and fear and the same thing happening to them. Other people needed connection. We saw people who jumped into action and donated for Easter baskets. A lot of people have put black and red ribbons on their mailboxes. They found a way to connect with the tragedy by trying to serve and help those who were impacted. So I thought it was interesting that a tragedy or trauma can either connect you or create disconnect. We can look at the pandemic and see during that time, and it still lingers now, wearing a mask, having to social distance, those can create disconnect. When you're seeing someone or trying to have a conversation with someone and half of their face is covered up with a mask, that can create a disconnect. Out of the pandemic came so many remote jobs where people are working from home. They've disconnected from office life. They've disconnected from those office relationships, the conversations over the water cooler or over lunch. So there are lots of things in life that can create disconnect until you're aware of it, until you realize that it's creating a disconnect, and then you get to look for ways to reconnect, to strengthen those connections. What does disconnect look like in your life? It could look like stress. It could feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you don't have anyone to share it with. It could cause you to question your purpose or your calling. You might feel empty, like you're going through the motions. You're just trying to get through the day or get to Friday or maybe get to your next vacation or possibly retirement. Disconnect can create the feelings of discouragement where you feel nothing goes your way or maybe everybody's against you possibly low self-esteem. You see others as being more confident and able than you are. And then it can look like avoiding others, staying in, not socializing or going out. So that's what can create disconnect, and that's what disconnect might look like in your life. But here's what I believe. Before you can cultivate authentic connections with others— I believe that you must connect with yourself. Your self-connection is crucial 
for all of the other connections you have, the connections with others and your connection with Christ. Self-connection is that foundation for which you build your other connections. At the NCEA conference, as I described this, I used three overlapping circles to explain how authentic connections look. Imagine a Venn diagram with three circles. One circle represents the connection with yourself. One is for your connection with others. And one is for your connection with Christ. Where the three circles overlap is the sweet spot, or it's in that area where authentic connections are created. So think about it. That sweet spot includes all three connections. An authentic connection with someone else is built upon a strong connection full of self-awareness along with a strong connection with Christ. In my Catholic life coaching practice, I begin the process of creating authentic connections by helping women connect with themselves first. As a mom, it is so easy to live from the outside in as you try to take care of everyone else's needs. As I work with midlife moms, they have years and years of focusing on others. And in the process, many times they have become disconnected from themselves. They've become disconnected from their needs, their beliefs, their feelings, and at times their passion, calling, and purpose in life. A few months ago, I sent out an email encouraging moms to focus on themselves so that they could find more joy, happiness, in order to become the best versions of themselves. I received a very interesting response from a woman who was on my email list, and she had some pretty harsh words. Now, I have not met this lady before. We don't know each other personally, so I don't know her background or what she may have experienced in her life that caused her to respond in this way. The gist of her email is that I was not very Catholic, nor was I in line with the church teachings as I was telling women to focus on themselves. Here's the truth. I read her email. I reflected on it. I tried to see how I could apply it to my coaching or the information that I shared, but I completely disagreed with her email that women shouldn't focus on themselves. And I believe she totally missed my point. Self-connection isn't about being selfish. It isn't about being a navel gazer or being solely focused on yourself at the expense of others. But I truly believe that to connect with others or even to have a deep, authentic connection in your faith with Christ, you must first have an awareness within yourself. You must have an awareness of who you are. You must have an awareness that there is something more out there that you need. You and I both know the instructions at the beginning of every flight. We know that the airline attendant stands up and will say, put your oxygen mask on before you can help someone else. This is exactly what I mean by connecting with yourself. You must connect with yourself 
so that you can cultivate connections with others. Connecting with yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically is similar to needing oxygen for your physical body to function. The main connection that I'm referring to is the ability to connect with your thoughts, your feelings, and your daily actions. This seems so simple, right? But it's not. Even these connections have to be cultivated. These are the connections that I work with midlife moms on each week in our life coaching sessions. Cultivating an authentic connection with yourself allows you to grow deeper in your faith and in all of your other relationships. Jesus set the perfect example for this. In Luke 5, we read, But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Yes, Jesus withdrew to connect with the Father, but He also connected with Himself enough to know that He needed His Father. He was probably connected with Himself enough to recognize the exhaustion, the fatigue, and the need to be equipped and encouraged by His Father. Jesus knew that connecting with Himself away from the hustle and bustle of life allowed Him to be recharged and restored for what was to come. He knew that in the quiet, He could cultivate the authentic connection with His Father, who would in turn give Him all of the strength He needed for His journey here on earth. Okay, now you know what is an authentic connection, why connections are so important in your life, you know which obstacles can get in the way. Now I want to share with you a tool that I teach my clients that allows them to cultivate these authentic connections with themselves, although this tool can be used in your connection with others and in your faith. I like to make this tool very simple. I call it A, B, C, D. All right. First, the A is for awareness. This means you have an awareness of your thoughts and feelings. This awareness comes when you step away just like Jesus did, so that the distractions fade into the background and you can look within at which thoughts are bouncing around in your mind, or you can connect with your body to notice which feelings come up. So A is for awareness. Next is B. B is for breathe and be present. Allow whatever is coming up. You have to be present with the thoughts and the feelings in order to gain an awareness of what you're experiencing. How many times, as a busy mom, have you and I pushed down a feeling or a thought because we thought we were too busy, or you didn't think it was the right time, or you thought that wasn't a good thought, that it needed to be the perfect thought, etc.? So allow all of the thoughts, allow all of the feelings, just breathe and be present with them. Next is C, curious. Curious means to ask question. As those thoughts surface, as those feelings come up, begin to question them. Is this really true? Why do I feel this way? When I feel this way, how does it make me want to act? 
And finally, D is for decide. Once you have this awareness, once you're present with it, you begin to be curious and ask questions. You get to decide what to do next. You get to decide how to respond. You get to decide which step you want to take. All right, so A is for awareness. B is for breathe and be present. C is for curious. D is for decide what to do next. Creating a strong connection with yourself is going to help you be aware of what you need mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. This awareness will allow you to put on your oxygen mask. When you are connected with yourself, you will feel more peace, joy, trust in yourself, but also trust in others. You'll be more energized to live your unique God-given calling. You'll be grounded in your faith, and you'll understand your strengths, weaknesses, and your limitations. But most importantly, you'll embrace them all. Like I said at the beginning, life is one connection after another. Connections with yourself, connections with others, and connections with Christ. I really encourage you to spend some time thinking about all of the different connections in your life. Ask yourself where you feel disconnected, then use the tool that I shared with you, A, B, C, D, to gain an awareness of what is going on in your mind and in your emotions. All right, friends, I want to close with Ephesians 4. It says, From whom the whole body, being fitted and held together, by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for building up of itself in love. It's a perfect verse that describes how important connections are within you so that you can go out and connect in love with others. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for each and every connection in our lives. We ask that you give us the insight, the wisdom, and the knowledge that we can create authentic connections with ourselves, with others, and most importantly with you, Lord, that our connection with you is strengthened so that it shines into every connection, every encounter that we have in our daily lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle, or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to CatholicMomsInTheMiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.